over to seven o'clock and we are going to be live. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I see my little red box up there that lets us know that it is almost showtime. Almost showtime. I'm missing <laughs> Victoria already. You I know. know. This is it's not the same. Yeah, second week that we have not um have have not had her with us. Was well, that you who dinged? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just and that's why I'm pulling out my phone to figure out why I did. I'm not sure. <laughs> I am not sure at all. But okay. I think we got everything um lined up. We're going to I have I have, yeah, I got something different to share for my weekend review this time. So I'm, I'm oh, do you? That. I, okay, I, well, good. Do I actually <laughs> do? You know, I didn't have to dig too far to say, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about this. I think I got something, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to share it. And it's kind of in line with the uh, parts of um, our friend's book, our, our author's book. So, well, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm glad to be able to do that. You have I wanted to ask you too, and, and this isn't for the show, but how's your little sister doing? Oh, she's great. <laughs> she's three years old, so she running my dad like he like <laughs> <laughs> she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. My dad, on the other hand, well, yes. <laughs> okay, we got it. We got it. Well, I think we are ready to go. So, Mr. Allen, whenever you are ready, we can uh, go ahead and get started. All right. I'll hit the button. You guys have a great show. Be here Thank next you, time. sir. All right. How are you? How you doing, girl? <laughs> I am well. I'm happy for another Sunday, another show. I'm happy yep. to be here. A another, just another. What, what's the psalmist say? Just another day that the Lord has kept me. That's it. <laughs> that is where I am today as well. And we already have some uh, listeners that are chiming in. Good evening, Nikayetta. How are you? Glad to have you in the house. And our other author buddy, there's Trillin Asri. Good evening to you, Trillin. Glad to have you in the house as well. And hopefully we'll have some folks coming in from other countries tonight and we'll be able to address them formally and welcome them to an evening with authors up. Glad, yeah. glad, glad to be here. Glad to be in the house. 
glad to be able to have another opportunity to introduce everybody to uh, uh, an author. And I believe she's a new author. Yes. So she's got a great book, and we're going to be talking to her about her book tonight. Hey there, Angie Oliphant. That's our South Carolina connection. I like to call her whenever I see her pop up. So glad to have you in the house tonight, Angie, as well, as well, as well. Well, we're going to get started as we usually do. But first thing we want to say is oh, we're missing our compadre. Yes, we are. She's a little under the weather, but... Yeah. Still hanging on, still hanging on strong. The so. three three musketeers have become the two musketeers <laughs> for another week. Yes, for another week. But we're we're gonna try to hold things together and hold them up so that she'll she'll still own us when she's yes, <laughs> <laughs> and she won't be saying who are those two crazy women. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do the best that we can to bring yes, you the best show that we can this evening, but we always start with our weekend review. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start and then let Miss Ruth uh, share with you. Um, interestingly enough, when I saw uh, the title to the book tonight, which is Divine Promises, Trusting God's Faithfulness, it reminded me of what I did last week in and last weekend, I was in Surf City, which is okay. uh, down near the beach. And um, it was really a trusting God moment uh, for me because uh, everything was ready. I've been talking with the hosts of this women's conference uh, since February. They, they uh, asked for me to be their, their speaker for the day. And uh, they were talking about being bold and having strength the fact that you matter and trusting God. And I thought, boy, if I had had um, Debbie's book, I could have said, just call Debbie Adams, man. She's got, she's got all of this laid out. Um, but here was the thing. Uh, I was all set to go and, and um, things had been quiet and all, but uh, then I looked at the weather report and mm -hmm. the weather report talked about storms, storms. Yeah. And I thought, I don't want to be driving in some tropical storm going to the beach. What in the yeah. world? You know, I didn't want to do that. Um, but I I have a friend and her saying is always, God would not give you a divine appointment and then trick you with lack. He's okay. going to provide everything that you need. And I thought, you know what? He's he's going to protect me. He's going to keep me safe. I'm going to make it through this storm and I'm going to go and fulfill my assignment. And we stayed with a lovely couple, very, very nice people. But I'm going to tell you, that Friday night, whew, it rained all the way down there. Not torrential rain, but it rained all the way down there. But that Friday night, the uh, the the husband of the of the of the host couple that we were staying with just kept saying to me, uh -huh. don't look at the trees. Just don't, just don't look at the, don't look at the treetops. Don't look at the treetops. Because I kept peering, I kept peering out because you know the wind was howling. Uh -huh. And I and man, the treetops were just, I mean, just the wind just had them doing their own dance. I'll put it that way. 
And uh, every time I would go to peak, he'd say, no, 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 don't, don't, don't look at the treetops, don't look at the treetops. And that became the best advice I could get. Um, but the next day I was still concerned because I thought, I hope that we're not having to drive back yeah. in the rain. And right before lunch, right before 12 o'clock, the piece that I was reading had to do with the storm, mm -hmm. how the storms will pass. And I looked out the window and it was bone dry and the sun was just as bright as it could be. And I was like, just thank you, God, because you, you got to trust him. And when you yeah. trust him, he never lets you down. He is so faithful and he always comes through. So that that was that just took care of everything for me. Peace, calm, just loving the fact that he, he is such a good and a gracious and faithful God. So he showed up for me, showed out for me, and all was well. So I thought, oh, I can't oh, wait awesome. to share. I got something to share on Sunday. So that was that was that took my weekend review right there. <laughs> all right. So what about you? What did you have on tap last week? Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, my weeks have been um, not running into each other, but they, they're they they're a little typical at this point. Um, and I thought, well, do I really want to share that? Not really. But I came across a podcast last week that I do want to share. Okay. Um, it's called Mean Book Club. And the four hosts sit there and I think rip apart might be a nice way of saying it. Uh, New York Times bestsellers. And I mean, from the last 40, 50, 60 years. So it, it is not so as much that they're being mean, but they're going through the book. They're talking about the character development, the, the you know, all of it. And it is just a hoot to listen to. And a lot of these are like an hour, hour plus. Some of them are like almost two hours. But I, I, I got through like four episodes and I was looking through the list of it. And I was just like, this is I, I mean, it was just a delight to come across because now it feels I have something to fill my drive time and all that other stuff. But it's called Mean Book Club. And again, it just, you know, it, it's it's just something to listen to. But it was just, I guess, something that I needed because it filled up, um, filled up my week. And it just it gave me something to just enjoy. And I think, you know, we need a lot more of that. You know, sometimes you need a show. Sometimes you need a podcast, something just to distract you a little bit from the things that are going on. And this podcast certainly did that. So called Mean Book Club. Did, do you think they were mean? Honestly, no. Okay. I, I think, honest you know. Honest in their critique? What's that? I said just honest in their critique? Uh, well, I mean, yes. I do think that they were honest in their critique. Um, their thing is, you know, well, okay, these books are considered bad, you know. Uh, either badly written or the plot is bad. It doesn't make sense why, why they're on the New York Times bestseller. And it was just, you know, I thought that they were just going to rip it apart. But mm -hmm. really what they did through is they went through and critiqued it. So mm -hmm. even the last one that I listened to was The Shack by William Young. And you can have your opinion about it. You know, they, they're not necessarily Christian. But the way that they spoke about it, they went into character depth that I didn't even think about, okay. you know? So when they went into it, you know, they were making legitimate points about 
the story itself, about the characters, about that kind of stuff. So, you know, and as a writer, it, you know, and even an editor, it really makes you think, you know, because you want to make sure that you put your, you know, you put your best story out there. So are, you know, how is it being perceived? You know, it, it obviously they weren't the audience that was select when the author was writing the book, but mm -hmm. how is your book going to be perceived? And that's something to definitely think about. Okay, so I'm a nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff, but it, you know, it definitely, you know, you do have to think about this as you're writing. You're not just going to, oh, you know, my book is for everybody, you know, have fun. No. Are they all from different, different walks of life and at different ages, or are they all kind of? I, I, I'm still looking into that. So I, it sounds like they're more from like two generation types. Okay. Okay. It, it definitely, it's definitely worth checking out they have like a hundred plus episodes out there so oh well how, how often do they come on weekly weekly okay yes. wow yeah I, I was a little surprised by that so yep yeah but looky here hi victoria victoria yep. hey queen victoria we miss you girl yeah glad when you'll be back with us we'll yeah you'll be glad yep so that was my weekend my highlight of my week. I gotta so. check that out. Yeah. So, but see. we have a wonderful guest tonight. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Our guest tonight is Debbie Adams, and she says that she has always loved to read, and her love of reading came at a young age with her dad, and he would take her to the local library. She's traveled to many places around the world through the words in books. She loves helping others, even as a young child, and it is something that she continues to do. By writing books, she hopes to bless others with her words. Debbie says, my love of reading books and God's leading is what led me to writing. Her favorite colors are pink and purple. She loves football, flowers, and the ocean. Well, that's a trio there, football, <laughs> flowers, and the ocean. She also loves animals and has a tuxedo cat named Jazzy. Debbie says, my faith is in God, and he leads me every day in everything that I do on this road called life. We're going to take a little break right here, right now, but when we come back, you are going to have a chance to meet our author of the evening, Debbie Adams, as she tells us about her book, Divine Promises, Trusting God's Faithfulness. So we will be right back. Take a brief break right here and hang out with us. Meet mm -hmm. Debbie Before, before you get started, Ruth, I said Debbie Allen and not Debbie Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. We are so happy to have you, and we're glad you could join us tonight. We look forward to talking about your book. Yes. Hi. 
Yes. So let's actually start with that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, Divine Promises? Well, this is my book. So everybody can see yeah. a picture yeah. of it. Yeah. And um, it is about 10 of God's promises. God has uh, probably over thousands. I don't know exactly how many, but over a thousand promises in his word. And so God spoke to my heart. Um, this is my second book. And he spoke to my heart about writing a book that also included my testimony. And um, you ladies have already read my book. So, you know, I have a great testimony of faith. And I wanted um, to help other people to see that whatever they're going through, to lean on God. Because God promises that he will always be there and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And sometimes I have felt God even carrying me, not walking beside me, but carrying me. And mm -hmm. so that's basically what this book is about, um, to help others in their um, journey of life and to, you know, guide them into whatever direction they need to be going. Okay. All right. So you say this is your second book. What? Uh, how is this book different than your first one? The first book, I self-published that on Amazon. And mm -hmm. it is about um, a healthy, getting a healthy life. But it's not like a, you know, your regular diet book. It is getting healthy God's way. And I talk about um, all of the, all of your parts of your body, from your hair to your brain to your stomach, to your muscles, and how God created each individual part of our body to connect with each other and work, you know, in um, cohesion, you know, with each other. Okay. And so this one is more on my testimony, even though it's still another faith-based book. And I feel like that's what I've been called to write is faith-based books. And um, so that's they sort of go together but then this one is a little bit different than the other one and the first one I, you know i said i self-published and this one i used a hybrid publisher okay and um i have gotten a whole lot more um you know people asking about my book you know with him helping and him showing um me how to market you know my book in different ways and my publisher is michael d butler if anyone needs one at beyond publishing and they are a great company to work with <laughs> just want to throw that out there okay um so did you find the the two journeys um were they similar enough what was it easier just to go with a hybrid publisher they were, yes, they were similar, um, but as far as the marketing, not, that was my first book. I had no idea about marketing. Mm -hmm. And it, with your part, you know, if you're an unknown and writing your first book, you need to self-publish on Amazon just to get your book out there. Um, but I decided, or not I decided, but God opened a door for mm -hmm. me to... Um, meet Michael through a friend of mine that has known him for a long time. And 
we just sort of connected and, you know, and God told me you need to publish your book through his, through his company. And I mean, it's worked great. Okay. That's Let good. Let me ask you for those who don't know, explain what is a hybrid publisher? What do you consider? What is a hybrid publisher? Um, a, there's a self-publishing, which I've already talked about. There's a traditional and then there's a hybrid. The traditional is just your traditional publisher, you know, that will do your book and it costs a whole lot of money, you know, that a lot of people don't have. But a hybrid is somebody that will do everything online. Like my book is not in local bookstores. Um, in the traditional publisher, that's what they, a lot of those do. Mm -hmm. And so mine is on every bookstore online, you will find my book. And um, and then the hybrid, they also market stuff online. And it's, you know, like doing this podcast. I mean, the traditional, I don't know. I don't know any, tra any traditional publishers, but I know people that have went through traditional publishers and they're not doing podcasts. But, you know, Michael said um, that Michael Butler said, you know, that we need to do podcasts to get our name out there, to get the book out there. You know, so we will go from an unknown to, oh, I know that author. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about your book then. Your life serves as an example for a lot of these promises. Um, how did you choose what you would write about? I sat down and got the chapter titles and I did those based on all of my life experiences. Um, I have a testimony of going through cancer have, and we had talked about earlier when I went through the tornado and I just based every, I just wrote down every life experience that I wanted to include in the book and I found a Bible verse that went with it. Mm -hmm. And because um, at the top of every chapter, you know, there's a beginning verse. And then that's how I came up with my chapter titles is based on what experience that I was included in the book. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the promise of healing. You talk about your aunt and you wrote on her last few days, I told her that God could heal her body and told her that told me that he wasn't going to do that. It was like she knew she, he would heal her by taking her to heaven. And that's not normally, you know, when you talk about uh, religion and healing and things like that, that's mm -hmm. normally not um, our first thought. So yes. why don't you talk about that chapter, talk about your aunt, um, just talk about healing. There are several types of healings and Sometimes God does decide that the healing, his healing is going to be in heaven versus the healing here on earth, which, you know, if it's his will, he will heal us here on earth so we can continue to do, you know, whatever, you know, his will is for us to do. In my aunt's case, she was sick um, the majority of her life. Even as a child, she started having um, um, seizures and, you know, she had, I don't know how many surgeries. She finally got over the seizures, but then, you know, it was other health issues. And the past, I guess, past five years, I mean, 
we got we had gotten very very close and then when she, then when you know i found out she had the, had the cancer she was dying and i kept you know i kept you know praying you know to god please heal her please heal her which he did i mean he took her home and he healed her but us being left on earth we are selfish because we want them to still be here with us mm -hmm. and that broke my heart and god knows i cried so many tears but in the midst of all of my tears i still still felt his presence surrounding me mm -hmm. and you know that's his promise of you know taking care of us um the the peace that um you know normal men don't women don't you know understand unless you have jesus and you know what that peace that passes all understanding is right, right. right. okay all right so let's um did you were you a writer before you uh your first book yes as i was growing up um in my intro um you know, uh, it was mentioned that I went to the library with my dad and that's what started, you know, my writing and everything. But I used to write little small stories as a child and we we lived out in the country and um, I, I would go up into the barn law, just me and the cows and the hay and God. <laughs> and I would have a piece of paper and I would just, you know, just write stuff down. And so you know, God has a plan for our lives, even as a young child that we don't even know until we get adults. And so I think that he was, you know, getting me ready way back then mm -hmm. for what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So do you, uh, so then you have plans to continue writing? Yes. I already have an idea for my next book. Okay. All right. So, how long do you, how long does it take you to write a book? Um, this one took about. I guess this one took about a month, maybe a month and a half. Not very long. Okay. Okay. So, what what is your writing um, schedule like? What's your process like? It's in the beginning. I. I'd seek God's will, you know, it's like, okay, what words do you want me to put in this book? What do I need to put in this book? Um, what direction do I need to go? Mm -hmm. And um, even the other day I was, you know, I, I work at home and I'm sitting here working and he gave me words. He gave me uh, about three sentences for my next book that I'm mm -hmm. going to do. And so, you know, I just, stop my work and then i get my i have a notepad on my iphone so i just start you know typing that in there and that's how that's how i do it i get okay. yeah i get the you know um god gives me what i need to the basics of what i need to put in the book and then i will spend maybe an hour after work you know typing it up um and then i'll work on the weekends you know mm -hmm. three or four hours in and then it's usually it's usually finished um you know like i said in a month month and a half okay all right well thank you for sharing that debbie uh i'm gonna toss you over to uh andrea and she's gonna uh she's got a few questions for you she just tosses me around week after week debbie but it's okay. 
<laughs> I did want to follow up on something that you said when you were talking about going up in the in the loft and and um, just writing short stories and things. One of the things that we have found with authors and writers is a difficulty in sharing mm -hmm. those, especially early work, especially early work. Uh, so did you share those short stories that you wrote when you were a child? Did, was there a, a time when you would sit down with your dad or sit down around the table and share what you wrote? Um, the only person I did share with was my mom, because we were talking about that, uh, I guess, a few weeks ago, how I would write, you know, growing up and and my the writing style that I have now, it's it's funny thinking about it. But the writing style that I have now, she said, it's the same writing style that I had back then as a child, mm. because she wow. said. Yeah, she said what you wrote and I that I read, it was like I was in your story. And you know, that's basically you know how I write books because I want to write as if I'm talking to the person, like I'm talking to you ladies tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is the name of your first book? It is Unlocking the Code to Bliss, a Southern Bale Secret. Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. I'm locking. Mm, good. Okay. Okay. I wanted to make sure that I, that I got that out there and found that out. Um, now we all know, and I like the fact that there is so much uh, in your book um, in terms of not just your testimony and those kinds of things, but uh, going back to the word and the scriptures that you mentioned through, throughout throughout uh, every chapter and some lead you into uh, other scriptures. You may be talking about uh, your chapter on strength, but it might lead you to a scripture on trust or whatever. It, it is, you know, it just is all encompassing, I guess I can put mm -hmm. it that way. Um, and I was curious as to what made you choose those 10, because you're, you're, you've, you've had a uh, an interesting life. You've had an interesting testimony. And uh, I, I want you to share a little bit about that, you know, the cancer and the tornado and, and those things. Uh, but but what made you settle there? What made you rest on those 10 in particular? Because as I read it and looked at other scripture references, for example, you could have gone in any number of directions. Um, just because of who God is in your relationship with him. But what made you, what made you settle there on those 10? These were not my first choice. I, when I started writing this book, I rewrote the first chapter uh, three times because God kept directing me and he's like, no, I don't want you to go that direction. Then he would take me another direction. And then it's like, no, that's not. And then when I came up with this, that's when I got total peace. It's like, okay, I can finish the rest of it. You know, this is it. <laughs> but um, I mean, yes, I mean, I do include, even though I might be talking about the promise of security or, or whatever, I do include other promises in there. Mm -hmm. um, the um, the verse that I put in there about trusting the Lord with all your heart and leaning not into your own understanding, 
when I had cancer, that is the verse that God gave me. And I think that might be why I uh, put that in there. And um, the promise where he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is my favorite promise of all times. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I love all of God's promises, but that is by far my favorite because anybody that knows me knows I'm getting in some kind of trouble somewhere. <laughs> so he's going to have to come bail me out one way or another. <laughs> I know there's a, a, a quote that you have in there and says, if you don't feel peace, if you don't feel peace, God is telling you to go in another direction. And, mm -hmm. and I like that too, because a lot of times we struggle with, you know, am I doing this the right way? Am I doing his will? Am I going where he wants me to go, saying what he wants me to say? And we go through all of that, but it is when you get to that point of relaxing, that that relaxing in God, that, you know, just sitting in his presence and still, uh, that that's when you know that that peace that passes all understanding, as you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Without that, then they know that you are headed in the right direction. Now, I want to ask you about, I want to go in, in three different ways here. So, because I want you to have the opportunity to read uh, from a section of your book, but you mentioned a writer's camp that you said changed uh, changed your life. And, and tell, tell us just a little bit about that camp and the kinds of things that you gained from being a part of it. About two years ago, three years ago, I started following Michelle Moore Winder on Facebook. It was mainly a political thing. You know, when all of that COVID stuff happened, it was mainly a political. And come to find out, she is a Christian lady and she is also an author. So she had written a book, Rock Your Red Carpet. And so she did a book club on Zoom, um, I think for about three weeks. And so anybody that finished the book club, she was given a retreat in her um, home state of California, where all the beautiful beaches are. <laughs> and so um, I thought, and she, she told me, she said, you need to come to this retreat. And at that at that point i hadn't ever written a print book um and i thought yeah i would love to but that you know that's too much money and i was thinking ain't no way i can do this and so long story short god worked it out and pretty much just told me look you have the money you can afford this because i want to make a way which he did, and you need to be there. And so I went to California. I'd never been on a plane by myself. I'm usually with my husband. And there's that piece that passes all understanding when I was on the airplane. Only God got me through that trip. <laughs> and so um, went to her retreat, and it was for um, three days. And she gave us the basics of how you put your thoughts together to create a book. And she taught us how to um, do the chapters and how you should start each chapter. 
And, you know, she was the one that taught us how to self-publish on Amazon. Mm -hmm. She went through the process, you know, you need to um, have a book signing. You need to put your um, story like in the newspaper, which I did all of that. And, and, you know, I got a lot of great sales in the beginning um, on my first book because, you know, I was, I was out there, I was doing everything and that, you know, she had taught us. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I used that as my learning experience when I started on this book, I did a little, I did some things a little different, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it was basically the same. Mm -hmm. Good, 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 good. I know I have been to some writing retreats before um, and, and it, it does uh, boost your confidence, I think, um, Mm -hmm. because uh, when you talk about not being out there alone, you know, it is good to be with other writers and hear their experiences as well as to, you know, the ups and downs of this thing called being an author. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, was good. it was good to know that that was helpful to you as well. So I want to, I want to turn it over to you because we want to hear your voice. We want to hear you read a little bit from your book. And then depending on how much time we have left, then we'll see if we can can uh, hear about those tornadoes, <laughs> all those things. So, <laughs> so I uh, have that. It, Debbie, what do you want to read to us tonight? Okay, I'm going to read from chapter two, and that's the one where I talk about my um, testimony and the uh, when I um, got my cancer. In chapter two, I titled The Promise of Redemption, Restoring Brokenness. And anyone that's been through cancer or any kind of disease, you know, your body is kind of broke at that point. Mm -hmm. And um, so the Bible verse I had at the beginning of the chapter is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And he definitely direct, directed my path through this time that I went through. And so now I'm going to read the chapter to you. What comes to your mind when you think about redemption? Webster defines redemption as to free from what distresses or harms. There are many promises from God about redemption and restoration. How many times have we gone through something and wondered how it could ever be fixed or how life would ever be the same? We might even try to fix things on our own before taking them to God. I've done that plenty of times. When God should be our first source of help. Believe me, I've tried to fix many things before. And when I finally gave up, and let God take over, everything turned out so much better. God's power through his promise of redemption will restore brokenness, heal hearts, and breathe a new life into our existence, even if we thought there was no chance of repair. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have heard the saying that you're either in the valley or on the mountaintop. There was a time in my life that I wondered what was going to happen next because for about a two year span, it seemed I stayed in the valley. 
something seemed to always be happening. Our preacher always said that you're either going through a storm, you just came out of a storm, or one is headed your way. And that storm lasted for two years of my life. It wasn't that I was doing something wrong. I was in church all the time, helping out, singing in the choir. I was reading my Bible and praying to God daily. Just because you're going through a storm or some situation in your life doesn't necessarily mean that God is punishing you because we're tested throughout our lives. Sometimes God will even use us with what we're going through to speak to others by showing them our faith. I do believe that God was using me to speak to someone else by showing them that my faith was in God and not in myself. Mm -hmm. Obedience is a key part of God's testing because sometimes he will test our faith in him. James 1.3 says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I've always been the cheerful, happy person who always had a smile. However, during the long storm in my life, I felt as though my life was upside down at times. However, through it all, God changed me for the better. It all started when I got cancer and my husband left me. I had always been healthy and suddenly, out of the blue, I got cancer. When the doctors told me the news, I felt like someone had stabbed me in the heart. Anyone that has had cancer knows what I'm talking about. God knew it was going to happen even before it happened because it was all in his plan. At the end of my cancer treatments, my husband decided to end our marriage and it was like a truck had run over my heart. I felt like it had shattered into a million pieces. I kept my trust in God, even though I was having a hard time finding a reason to smile. My life had always been easy. There had been no major problems at all until this point. So I was very unsure of what to expect next. Through this, I learned that God will always help you with whatever you're going through. And even when you think you can't handle it, be assured that God can and will. The one thing I did know was that God was on my side, no matter who else was or wasn't. I had to lean on God and trust him for my life depending on it. If you can't trust God, who can you trust? Mm -hmm. I knew I would get through this storm with God's help. And he held my hand the whole way. Looking back now, 14 years later, I'm thankful for God's promises. Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And like I mentioned, that's my favorite promise. Mm -hmm. God never left me. I felt his presence very clearly in my life. You might remember the poem, Footprints in the Sand. Well, the last verse in that poem says, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I believe the Lord carried me a lot in those two years of trials. If it hadn't been for my Lord, I know I wouldn't have made it. God loves us and wants to help us. All we have to do is call out to him and he will be there. 
Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something, Debbie. What I what I really like about these uh, the book and your chapters, and even as you were reading, and I think the listeners will agree as as well. Um, there is always something in there where I can see my life. Mm-hmm. You know, with, that I can identify with, you know, may I may not have had uh, good evening, Freeport, Bahamas. Glad to have you with us tonight. Yeah. Um, but there I may have been through another sickness. I may have been through another trial. There may have been something else uh, that happened in in my life that makes me say, oh, OK, I remember I remember. Uh, when I reached out to him, I remember when I called out to him, I remember when this happened or when that happened. And and that is something that resonates throughout your book, throughout every chapter. Uh, so readers, when you get the book, which is what our friend Victoria always says, when you get the book, get the book with that expectation that there's going to be something in each chapter that you can identify with that going that is going to strengthen you, um, that is going to uh, encourage you, that is going to lead you from one of God's precious promises into another, and um, that um, I, I that that just helped me. That helped me. So I, I, I believe that when people read it, it will help them as well. Uh, Ruth, you think we got enough time for? Um, for Debbie to to go through a little bit of of our of her tornado experience. Oh yeah, no, I think we need to hear that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're gonna give you just a few minutes, Debbie, because we are rounding out here. But I do want you to to talk a little bit about that the tornado testimony, as I put it. <laughs> okay. Um, back. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was. It was when I was married the first time. And my husband had taken our car and to go get the oil change. I was home alone with my dogs. And um, I can't remember if I had Jay, my cat at that time or not. But I had, my, I had all my fur babies. And so I looked outside and it was getting all stormy. And then somebody had called me and said, a tornado is coming. And so I'm like, okay, I have to get, I have to get ready. So I got our biggest walk-in closet. I got my pillow. I got my Bible. I got the radio and um, my cell phone and and the dogs, water and food. And I was ready. I got everything all prepared in the closet. And so I started. I started praying, and they didn't know what was going on. And I started praying, and I was. I was like, dear Lord. You know, a tornado is somewhere near this area. I said, and, and then I told him, I, I said, just keep us safe through the storm. And he did. I I heard what sounded like a train. I, I've always heard that a tornado sounds mm-hmm. like a train. I've never been through a tornado until this one. And um, I heard what sounded like a train. My dogs got this a fearful look in their eyes and I said dear Lord you know what's going on take care of us and it wasn't maybe a minute and that sound went away 
And so I sat in the closet for a few more minutes. And then I heard, you know, on the radio that I had in there that the tornado had went on, you know, elsewhere. And so when I, after my husband came home with our car, because he was stranded at the car place, and we were outside talking to our neighbor, and our neighbor said that he was looking out the window, and he said, I saw the tornado sitting on top of your house, and then it just moved. And I thought, okay, that was the hand of God right there. That's, That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That couldn't be anything else. Mm-hmm. Those experiences <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> you might you might forget a lot of things going through this life and the twists and the turns and things that happen, but that you don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. And and to know that your your neighbor uh, had seen that mm-hmm. or. Uh, change something in your neighbor's life as well, as well. Oh, Debbie, I tell you what, I am, I am, I am happy to, to stand in or sit in for Victoria and tell folks to get the book, get the book, because there's something in there for everybody. There's something within every promise that Debbie has chosen that is going to touch you, that is going to reach you, and that is going to strengthen your journey, this journey called life, because we are all uh, have have gone through uh, most of the things that, that are there in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so Debbie, is there any other way that people can get in touch with you? I know you said that that they can get your book online, but is there any other contact information that you want to share with us? They can reach me at my website, debbieadams.biz, B-I-Z, and they can also email me directly, and that is debbieandbud at icloud.com. At icloud.com. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Is there any any um, closing comment uh, that you would give to our listeners or our viewers who are thinking about writing a book? Uh, any 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 insight that you want to share as we're closing out tonight? If you have ever wanted to write a book or thought maybe, you know, hey, why don't, why don't I write a book? Don't ever say I can't do that. I did. I said that and look at me. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, when I went to the retreat, uh, she said 90% of the people on their deathbed say, I wish I had written a book. And so wow. go for it, go, go write your book. Um, and if you need help on how to start writing a book, you know, send me a message. I'll be glad to help you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Those are three powerful words there. <laughs> you, know, you, you can do it <laughs> and go for it. <laughs> Debbie, thank you so, so much for being with us tonight and for sharing, for reading from, for reading from your book and for sharing the uh, promises in it. 
and uh, what they meant to you. And we thank you. We thank you so much for that. And folks, you got to do it. You got to do it. Those are other three very important words. Get the book. <laughs> you get the book. Ruth, do you have any, any closing comments tonight? Uh, sure. Uh, Debbie, thank you again for joining us. Um, we want to thank all our listeners and all our viewers. Um, we are available uh, as a podcast, but also on YouTube. We have many ways for you to uh, rewatch the show if you're not um, watching it live. Um, so we do have a replay on Saturday night um, here on Facebook Live and SIBN. We, uh, like I said, we're also available on YouTube and as a podcast, so you can take us with you wherever you go. Follow us on social media. Uh, just search for Authors Up Show. Uh, if you have any questions or would like for us to consider having you on the show, please email us at authorsup at gmail.com. All right. You do that so well. I'm going to practice that so I can <laughs> one week. Not soon, though. No, okay. Not soon. Thank you. <laughs> And thank everybody for joining us tonight and for being with us. I saw a name, Maria, Maria P. Jones. Maria, thank you so much for being part of our audience tonight and all of our other uh, familiar names that we see that had popped in this evening. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Debbie, again, again, again. We look forward to your next project. So <laughs> keep us in mind and keep us informed about that. And that is it for us for this evening. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you, Freeport Bahamas, for being with us tonight. And, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen on Authors Up. I would be very happy to tell you what we got going on next week, but I don't know. <laughs> right to me, too. <laughs> so come back. Join us. We'll be right back here at 7 p.m. next Sunday night. For another edition of Authors Up. You guys making an absolutely amazing week and we look forward to seeing you next week right here, Sunday evening, 7 p.m. for another edition of Authors Up. Thank you everybody right. for joining and thank you Debbie for sharing. That's it for tonight. God bless everybody. Have a good week. Good night.